0: Hello and welcome to CBS Radio Mystery Theater from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors.
1: Come in. Welcome. I am Tommy Grimes. How dearly we pay for what we possess, said the philosopher. He might also have said, how dearly we pay for what we are possessed by. For just as we are owners. We are also owned. Some of us belong literally or figuratively to others. But for most of us, there may be a much more subtle form of slavery. So many of us are ruled by ideas we do not understand, passions we cannot control, and habits. Why are you pointing that pistol at me? I'm going to kill you. What do you want? Money, is this a hold up? You know why I'm going to kill you. No, believe me, I don't. You threw me over for her. You you got me confused with someone else. Oh, no. Believe me. No, Spencer, not you. You're one of a kind. There isn't anyone else like you in the whole wide world.
2: Our uh, mystery
1: drama... Bring Back My Body was written especially for the Mystery Theater by Sam Dan and stars Kim Hunter. I'll be back shortly with Act One. Taking laxative? Yeah, traveling throws my system off. But so can a laxative. Not metamucil. That's metamucil? Metamucil instant mix in little packets. Mm. Easy to take along. And easy on your system. Because metamucil is made from natural fiber with no chemical stimulants. More doctors recommend Metamucil for really gentle relief. Mmm, I like that orange flavor. Mm-hmm, me too. Easy to take. If not nature, Metamucil. Read label and follow directions. Lots of friends are dropping by. Summer comes in store. We pick the time
3: and camping in time. It's country to for sure. Before you all get thirsty, here's a tip that should be made. Get the drink that tastes like the
4: old-fashioned lemonade. Barbecues and picnic things. Get down to your store for plenty of country time lemonade flavor drinks. I'm lost and lonely, scared and sad, trembling
5: at the thought of making me mad. I love you. Sometimes you're so cold. song about child abuse was written by a man who has served time in a state prison. It tells how he felt growing up as an abused child. Many of the social problems in America today spring directly from child abuse. Yet, with enough knowledge and enough money, child abuse can be prevented. Help us get to the heart of the problem. Write Prevent Child Abuse, Box 2866, Chicago, Illinois, 60690. Council and the National Committee for Prevention of Child Abuse.
1: According to Miss Willa Cather, who in her day wrote quite a few good ones, there are really only two or three human stories. And they go on repeating themselves as fiercely as if they had never happened before. Well, why not? Human beings never change, do they? Down through the centuries, haven't we witnessed repeat performances of the same mistakes, prejudices, passions, hopes, fears, over and over again. And, of course, the same crimes. And your first name, Miss Riding? Tabitha. Tabitha? Are you named for anyone? <laughs> Tabitha. Oh, was she? The heroine of a novel. Cabisa? Oh, uh, 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 some long forgotten early nineteenth century novel. Oh. For any particular reason? Mm-hmm. My mother was an incurable romantic. Do you consider romance a terminal illness? No. Then why do you call it uh, incurable? Did I say that? <laughs> yes. Actually, that's what my father called her. Oh. He didn't approve of her being a romantic. Oh uh, no. Why not? And Doctor, I didn't come here to talk about my parents Did your father like the name Tabitha? He hated it Why? Well, as I understand, she was supposed to be a, a sort of liberated woman for her day
5: And your father didn't approve of uh, liberated women?
1: He said to my mother, why did you insist on naming my daughter after a harlot? I gather your parents did not get along They've been dead for many years. Did they approve of you? I was a disappointment. Father wanted a pal, and mother wanted a poet. And you couldn't satisfy either of them? Uh, Doctor, your meter is running at the rate of $100 an hour, which breaks down to $1.67 a minute. I've been sitting here for exactly four minutes for a total so far of $6.68 and counting. And they have not said one single word about my problem.
5: What do you think your problem is?
1: I know what it is. I am being possessed.
5: Possessed?
1: I'm being taken over, owned, ruled by someone else. Who? I don't know. But that somebody else. From time to time, takes complete command of my person. I'm filled with urges and desires that are absolutely foreign to me. Urges and desires to do what? kill. Anyone in particular? A man named Spencer Whitlow. Who is uh, Spencer Whitlow? What has he ever done to you? Nothing. I don't even know him. Yet you have an urge to kill him? I don't have the urge. There's somebody who takes over my brain, my, my body, my psyche. That someone wants to kill him. When was the last time you had a complete physical examination? Two months ago. My company has the most comprehensive medical plan. They couldn't find anything wrong.
5: What company do you work for?
1: I'm a designer for Spurrier Pollard. I'm sure you've heard of them.
5: Oh, Spurrier <laughs> Well, I'm familiar with many
1: of the prominent names in the fashion industry, but I can't say that I've heard of that Dr. Spurnia Powlett is one of the world's largest construction engineering companies. Oh. I design transmission systems and pressure vessels for oil refineries. <laughs> I beg your pardon. You should. Well, Doctor, we've just passed the sixth minute and the tenth dollar. Where do we stand? What do you expect me to do? Operate? Operate. Psychically.
5: What does that mean?
1: My mind is being invaded by by, by... by some sort of alien force, some psychic infection. Remove it. How often do you get these attacks? Now? Oh, several times a week. Describe what happens. I'm aware of sudden pains in my head, my, my fingers, and my knees. And then, slowly, I'm... I'm Overwhelmed by anger. Hatred. A name seems to explode in my brain. Spencer Whitlow. I have an uh, irresistible desire to kill him. I try to fight it, but soon I... I black out. You faint. I disappear. I, Tabitha Riding, am no longer in my own body. It is the property of somebody else. Then after a while... That someone returns my body to me. I'm back home. Where had you gone? I don't know. Well, how can you be sure you'd been anywhere at all? Well, the last time I returned, my clothes were wet. I looked through the window. It was raining. Therefore, I must have been outside. Can can you cure this condition in a month? Why do you say in a month? That's when my leave of absence is over. I simply cannot risk having an episode at work. I, ha- I have enough problems there. Just being a woman.
5: You're not married.
1: No. Do you date? No. Why not? I've always been self-sufficient. I should like to be present at one of those uh, seizures. Well, it can happen any time of the day or night. Doesn't matter. Call me. the writing it, it's beginning
5: tell me exactly what's happening
1: i I hurt my head, my fingers I, I i'm cold i'm freezing, and now now
5: yes, now
1: I'm starting to lose control of what everything nothing inside me wants to obey me my hand it it, it, it doesn't want to hold his telephone my my lips don't want to form. Any more words? Uh, The room is starting to spin. Around.
5: Around. Hold on, Miss Riding. Try to hold on. I'm losing
1: control. Fight it.
5: Try to fight it.
1: I'm losing control. I'll be right over.
5: Miss Riding. Miss Riding. Miss Riding. Miss Riding, it's the doctor. Where are you? Miss Riding. Where could she have gone? Officer. Yeah? Uh, officer, uh,
1: I'm uh, I'm looking for a woman. Aren't we all? Well, uh, uh, slender,
5: dark-haired, about 40. <laughs> Buddy, those are the best kind. <laughs> officer, I am a doctor. She's my patient. Have you seen her? What would she be
1: doing out on the street at this hour? What was that? It came from around the corner. Sounds like glass being broken. I'd better have a look. You were right, sir. It's this shop window, Edwards and Sons. antiques. I know the old guy. Now look, here's the brick somebody used to smash the glass. Why? There's nothing in here but odds and ends,
5: bric-a-brac. They do it for kicks. I don't even believe they took anything. Wait a minute. Look at this. It's blood. Yeah.
1: Whoever broke the window must have put a hand through there and cut it on some of these uh, jagged fragments. So something must have been taken.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I'll get on the horn and report it. Miss Riding. It's you. What
1: do you want, grandfather? Miss Riding. Don't you know me? I've never seen you before in my life. But, Miss Riding... Why do you call me Miss Riding? I must talk to you. I think you have me mixed up with somebody else. Grandfather. It's important that we go somewhere and talk. Why don't you mind your own business? Listen to me, please. No, you listen. Just because I'm out on the street alone at night, it don't signify I'm looking for a man. What do you take me for? A Miss Riding... And if I was, what would I do with a dried-up... Miss Riding, this is the exact moment For us to talk. Get away from here. Let me try to rouse you from this. I'll holler for the watch. The watch? You heard what I said.
5: Listen. Just listen. Don't move. Listen. Think.
1: Concentrate. I don't need the watch. I can handle you myself. Stand absolutely still. You see this? It's a pistol. Now go. An old-fashioned pistol. No, it isn't. It's the latest kind there is. Miss Riding, try to think. It's got a percussion cap instead of a flint. Miss Riding. Start walking. You must try. Because I'll start counting. Think. Try to think. And when I reach three, I'm going to fire. I'm only trying to help you. One. All right. All right. Just don't shoot. Start walking. Two. Three. And the next time I see your ugly face, I won't miss. Just a minute. Oh, Doctor, it's you. Miss Riding. Please, come in. Where's the gun? Miss Riding. The gun? The pistol. What pistol? The one you fired at me. Doctor I thought it was an antique It looked like an antique But it could shoot You don't know what I'm talking about You don't remember being out on the street just before
2: No Was I
1: And you don't remember meeting me
2: No Did I
1: You were speaking in a voice that was harsh I would say it was that of an uneducated woman You threatened at first to call the police, but you didn't say police. You said the watch. Now, why the watch? I don't know. It's what the police used to be called before they became the police. They were just watchmen. Now, what do you know about antique firearms? Nothing. I'm not aware of any of this. You know, then, that you had a seizure? Oh, yes. You remember calling me just as it started? Yes. Tell me everything that happened and, and go as far as you possibly can. I called you. I could hardly make it to the phone. By the time I'd finished dialing your number, I was in agony. Describe it. All terrible pains in my head, my fingers, my, my, my knees. When I lost all control of my mind and my body, everything. The next thing I knew, you were ringing the bell just now. You don't know where you went? No. I'm terrified. Suppose I encountered Spencer Whitlow, Doctor. W- w- what's going to happen to me? Miss Writing, your, your hand. I just noticed your hand. What, what, what's wrong with my hand? Let me look at it. It's bleeding. Doctor, why is
2: my hand bleeding? Oh.
1: one who broke the antique shop window that might account for it. But why should Miss Tabitha Riding a most conservative construction engineer employed by a most conservative construction company go about smashing store windows in the dead of the night? Even if an eyewitness could testify seeing her commit the act she could still swear it was somebody else. Perhaps we may meet that somebody in act two once again.
5: Right now, independently owned True Value Hardware stores are celebrating American Independence by offering special values on True Test paints during True Test Anniversary Paint Days. Now until July 11th. Hi, Pat Summerall to say Woodsman Solid Color Latex Stain for just 9.98 a gallon gives wood a solid coat of color without hiding rough cut texture. And for a long wearing, economical house paint, choose True Test Select Latex. It's also just 9.98 a gallon until July the 11th, exclusively at participating True Value Hardware stores.
1: I am a smoker and I smoke about a pack a day. Sulamar, Antioch, Illinois. And I thought, wow, my teeth are not really getting yellow. She used Topol Smoker's tooth polish with fluoride. My teeth started getting lighter and it gave like a shine to it. that they hadn't had in a long time.
2: I was very happy with this and it and more solid than all the time.
5: <laughs> Topol Smoker's tooth polish with three ingredients to clean and polish helps remove ugly tobacco stains. Topol is gentle enough so you can use it every day. Use only as directed. Countdown to Cure Bill Bixby with a message from the Leukemia Society of America Leukemia is responsible for the deaths of more children than any other disease And more adults than children Research by the Leukemia Society of America has brought us this close to finding a cure But we need your help to continue the fight It'll be a happy day when we put an end to this killer It's a matter... Of time.
1: This is Gene King for your Better Business Bureau. If you receive
5: merchandise in the mail that you didn't order, then you can keep it and consider it as a free gift. Under the law, you don't have to pay for it, and it's illegal for the company to bid you.
1: Only clearly marked free samples and merchandise mailed by charitable groups asking for a contribution can be mailed to you in the first place without your prior consent.
5: And even in these cases, you can consider the merchandise as a gift. A tip from your Better Business Bureau.
1: of the writing and she is named for the heroine of a long forgotten 19th century novel and yet there is absolutely nothing romantic about her. She is a quiet serious lady who has gone into engineering. Indeed she is what used to be known as a spinster. Back in those days when there was a faint aura of derision associated with that condition. But there is another side to her perhaps even another life of which no one Not even she herself is aware. Does the hand bother you? It just stings a little, Doctor. You're quite good at dressing a wound. Well, it's hardly a wound, just a few deep scratches. Who or what could have wounded me? That's what we have to find out. We only have a month. A month? That's when I must return to work. If I display this kind of conduct in the office, I could lose my job. If I were you, Miss Riley... I wouldn't worry about my job. I'd be concerned for my life. Remember me, officer? Oh Yeah, yeah. You're a doctor that was out looking for a woman last night. (laughs) Did you find her? Yes, yes. And uh, they told me at the precinct you'd be having coffee here at this time. That new sergeant, he knows every move you make. Uh, That smashed window of the antique shop. What about it? What was taken? Old man Edward, he sure came running, running down there that night. I thought he'd throw a fit. Did, did he have much of a loss? He only swiped one thing on him, a pistol.
2: A uh, pistol?
1: Yeah. yeah. One of those old time, uh, what do they call them? Horse, horse pistols. It was kind of valuable, though. It was? Yeah, the old guy was sounding off about it. The big deal was it was the first pistol that used the percussion cap, which had just been invented to replace the flint. Yes, the pistol.
5: Now, was it in firing condition? The old guy said, yeah. he keeps them all in A1 apple pie order. Enhances the work. Although, if the thing is so valuable, why do you leave it laying in the window?
1: Well, I got to hit the street. Where is the pistol, Miss Riley? I told you, I don't know. But you broke the window, and you stole it. That may be true. It is true. I am not... I was not aware of what I was doing. Which places me in a rather awkward position. Why? You broke the law. I have a duty as a citizen. You also have an obligation as a doctor. I'm not obligated to protect the criminal. Let's see how far we can go. Now, while you're having these incidents, we know you're aware that you must kill Spencer Whitlow. Now, are you aware of who you're supposed to be? For instance, what's your name? I think it's Tabitha. You mean you are still Tabitha writing? Oh, no. I'm Tabitha somebody else. Tabitha who? Just Tabitha. Now, your mother named you after a heroine, Tabitha, of a 19th century novel. Yes. Was that also the name of the novel? Hmm, I think so. Oh, what can you tell me about the book? I told you I never read it. Would you have a copy of it? Oh, no. Oh, no? Well, my parents are dead. And there was so much stuff, I couldn't keep everything I gave it away. To whom? Oh, to one of the charities, I imagine. I, I, I can't even recall. Did your mother ever talk to you about the book? All the time. She loved it. She would tell me things. What things? I don't remember. Why? I told you. It was it was so long ago. Do the best you can. Do you know anything about Benjamin Franklin? Uh, well, yes, yeah, sure. I remember reading something by him. It was a perfect description of the way things were between my mother and me. He said, silver-toed mothers have leaden-heeled daughters. Do you understand what that means? Oh, yes, yes. It counts for a considerable percentage of my practice. All right, for now, go home and relax. How can I relax? And try to remember. Is there a Mr. Dunstan who owns this shop? There never was. I'm Miss Dunstan. Oh, oh. I've had this place for uh, 63 years. Well, Miss Dunstan, I realize this is somewhat unusual, but um, I would like to ask you about a book. Right away. Now, this is a very old book, published, I'd imagine, around the beginning of the last century. What's the name of it? I think the name is Tadessa. Cabitha. Well, I know I don't have it in stock. Do you know anything at all about it? Uh, Would there be some kind of, uh, catalog listing all the books that were ever published in this country? Well, let's see what we can find. Oh. Oh, you can tell I haven't opened this reference volume in years. Oh, stand back a little or, or you will inhale some of this dust. Is there anything in it? Uh, Oh, And here it is. P.A. Tabitha. You found it. Tabitha. Romantic novel by Elizabeth Daryl. 309 pages. Published in... 1814, by Slocum and Moresby, 81 Park Place. Is there any way I could get a copy? Well, from whom? Slocum and Moresby? I think they went out of business a hundred years ago. Would a volume still be around? I doubt it. Of course, we could advertise. Hmm, Tabitha. I wonder what that story was about. Oh, do you know how many millions of books have been published since 1814? Oh, it terrifies me to think about it. I think it may have been bought here once. By whom? Or well, if I could remember the buyer, it might open up a whole chain Oh, Mrs. Of... Riding. Mrs. Riding? Hmm, give, give me a minute. Oh, yes, yes, indeed. I have her nicely now. What can you tell me about her? Helena riding. She came in here quite often, only if she loved old books, especially romances, even trashy ones. Now I remember Tabitha. (laughs) Trashiest one of them all. Who was... Tabitha. She was one of those heroines who start life as a barmaid and hop in and out of better beds until they make a splash in society. See, that's the upswing and then comes the downswing and then back they fall into the gutter. And this was Mrs. Ridings' heroine? Well, yes. She claimed that Tabitha was in revolt against the tyranny that held women down in those days. Oh, she was a good customer, though, poor Mrs. Riding. Why do you say poor? Well, she and her husband, they... They died in a fire. Oh. Oh, yes, it was in the papers. They were asleep, and there was some kind of explosion in their basement. Oh, the whole place went up. What kind of explosion? Well, they had a a, a gas heater, a boiler, some sort of thing like that, and it just, you know, it just went up. Well, I remember they died. But the firemen were able to save the daughter. Do you know how long I'm going back now? Oh. Over 20 years. Miss Dustin, do you remember anything else about the book? Is there perhaps a character named Spencer Whitlow? Oh, I never really read it. know, just leafed through it. Besides, it's the kind of book that some reviewers would call eminently forgettable. Is oh. writing? Yes, Doctor. You told me that your parents died many years ago. But you didn't tell me how. Well, how is that important? What, what do they have to do with all this? You it? didn't tell me that they had died in a fire. Well, it, it wasn't my fault. I didn't mean it. What are you saying, Miss Wrigin? I... I... I wasn't aware that anyone ever thought it was your fault. I... I don't know what got into me. Was it your fault, Miss Riding? No. Tell me about it. There's nothing to tell. How can it even be construed as your fault? Miss Riding, how can I help you if you were. It just... was an accident. What was an accident? The fire. Then how could it be your fault? I. They were mine. Yes? What was yours, Tabitha? And don't call me Tabitha. I hate that name. You hate the name? Yes. We would sit around in the evening. I would always be home. My mother would always ask me. She would keep asking me. Why are you always home, my dear? And I'd never say anything because my father would always answer for it. She's me. home, obviously, because she doesn't want to go out on dates. And that would start the two of them off. But dates are not important. She should be to a young girl. Well, she should be trying her wings, dancing, painting, music. Oh, come now. She should be running around with a crowd of kids her age, having fun. She should be playing tennis and golf and go sailing and skiing. Well,
2: why don't we
1: send her to study in Paris? Wouldn't you like that, my dear? No, Mother. She's got good sense. Now, where do you want to go to college? State Tech. What can you study at State Tech? Engineering. A daughter of mine's going to become an engineer? You see, Doctor, I couldn't get along with either of them. I couldn't be an all-American girl for daddy, and I couldn't be a painter, pianist, ballerina for mother. I turned to science for solace. Almost, you might say, in self-defense. The chemicals. Yes, I had a laboratory in the basement. I did experiments. I'll never know if the furnace blew up because of some mishap beyond our control or, or if it was all activated by some of my chemicals. No one will ever know. But you feel guilty? Yes. Now then, where does Spencer Whitlow enter the picture? Spencer Whitlow? And why should you want to kill him? How many times must I tell you? I don't want to kill him. It's this person that's possessing me. Miss Riding, you are that person. You yourself. No. Think, Miss Riding. Think. We will talk again tomorrow. Yes. Uh, uh Miss Dunstan is on the phone. Miss Dunstan? Oh yes, yes. Put her on, please. Miss Dunstan? Hello, Doctor. How are you? Oh, just prime for 80, wouldn't you say so? Absolutely. Now, you asked me to think about that book, Tabitha, and you mentioned the name Spencer Whitlow. Yes. Well, reconstructing the story, I recall he was the
2: villain. He's the one that kills Tabitha. Oh.
6: Come together, or
1: is it? We are either moving closer or further away from our solution. What we have here is an invention that is taking place in the human mind, and despite what anyone may tell you, that is completely unknown territory. But we shall explore it in Act Three presently. What's red and gold and tastes like summer? Nectarine.
2: Summer, summer
1: it's peak of the season for fresh nectarines. They summer trees. Juicy and sweet. California nectarines are beautiful right now.
2: Nature's
1: way of Nectarines. Sponsored by the power of California Summer fruit.
4: Weekdays from the creators of The Young and the Restless, it's Capital, Desire, and Passion set behind the marble curtain of power in Washington D.C. Then follow the lives of people searching for their place in the sun on Guiding Light. And stay tuned for glamour and laughs as Bert Convey brings you celebrity couples and their hilarious secrets on Paddle Tales. You never know what Paddle Tales will tell. That's Capital, Guiding Light, and Paddle Tales. Weekdays on CBS Television. Check your local listings for the time.
5: This is Roy Scheider. I was struck by the fact that almost 2 million living Americans have been saved from cancer. I have to admit, I've always thought of cancer as a pretty hopeless disease. But the fact that nearly 2 million people have been
1: saved made me realize that if the disease should hit me, I'd have a fighting chance.
5: The important thing is to catch it early, before it begins to spread. That's when it's most curable. And the way to catch it early, as the American Cancer Society points out is with regular health checkups and by knowing the warning signals. Consider that a reminder, okay? And those two million people saved from cancer
1: are a reminder of something else, too. They're living proof that our contributions count. Help save more. Please give generously when your American Cancer Society volunteer calls. Remember, cancer can be beaten. Within each of us, there is what the psychiatrist and psychologist and other gentry of that discipline are pleased to call the subconscious. The subconscious is a churning, boiling, bubbling cauldron that is constantly in a state of agitation. Most of the time, the activity is contained within its boundaries, and we are completely unaware of it. However, on occasion, it explodes and overflows. Then... Well, then look out. Miss Dunstan, you're saying that Spencer Whitlow is the villain of the novel Tabitha? Yes, sir. That's exactly what I recall. He was the dashing, good-for-nothing, handsome villain. Oh. But you see, she. Tabitha, she sells her virtue. I mean, she keeps on selling it even after it's long gone oh, to further his career. Oh, do you follow this? Yes, I do. Oh, he's an awful person. Well, what happens? He falls from grace back into the gutter. You understand? Yes. Well, she wants him to make her his wife. After all, he did promise to make her his wife. Well, you know what these promises are worth. Oh, yes. He laughs at her. Besides, he's engaged to marry the daughter of the wealthiest man in the country. She says... for a while, live in her apartment, keep an eye on her. It's very important. Yes, Doctor. Now, uh, she's due here shortly. I'll explain it to her. Yes, sir. And, uh, if she has a seizure, call me immediately. Yes, Doctor. I have no objection to your nurse staying with me. She'll be able to keep track of you. I'm terrified. I have a feeling I'm going to experience one of those things tonight. Can't we do anything to stop it? Tabitha of the novel wants to kill Spencer Whitlow. Do you know why? No. I do. See, in the book, he kills her. Oh. She wants him to keep his promise to marry her. Instead, he simply rides her down with his horse. Yes, I remember. You remember? I remember now. Mother used to read that part to me. That's why you get those pains when Tabitha of the novel is in control of your body. You are badly injured. But why? Why does it happen? Who is Tabitha of the novel to me? You have great feelings of guilt. You caused the death of your parents. I, I don't know if that's true. It didn't have to be my fault. But it could be true. Couldn't it? Yes. You didn't like your mother. That isn't true. It isn't? What do you remember most about your mother? That novel. That trashy, romantic novel. Why did your mother name you Tabitha? She wanted me to be like that silly heroine. Perhaps she wanted to be the heroine. But why am I being possessed by Tabitha? That we may never know. Tabitha? can it be that Tabitha of the novel is a living creature? Can it be? How? Well, suppose the author had created... Oh, no, I, I'd better not say it. But I will. Maybe her spirit lives in a searching for a body, and mine is vulnerable. You realize what you're saying? Yes. And you, you're an engineer, you're rational, practical... But I'm still my mother's daughter. flighty, romantic. Really? I keep it under control, I assure you. Rigid control. But, Doctor, what are we going to do? I can't live this way. Perhaps Spencer Whitlow can help us. Spencer Whitlow? I told you, I don't even know who he is. Have you ever tried to find out? I, I wouldn't even know how to go about it. There is a Spencer Whitlow in the phone book... The only one. I'd like to talk with him. About what, Doctor? About what?
5: Won't you have a chair, Doctor? Thank you. It's good of you to see me, Mr. Whitlow.
1: You're a psychiatrist? Yes, yes, I am. None of them were ever able to help me. I've gone to so many. Have you? You see, I don't get along with people. Why not? I suppose I just don't have the knack. All my life I've been awkward, ill at ease with others. But I've adjusted to it. I I have a job where I don't have to have anything to do with people. What sort of job? I'm a computer programmer, analyst. Anyhow, what is there I can do for you, Doctor? You said it could be a matter of life and death. Yes. I need you you, alone, of all the people in this city. And for one reason only. Your name happens to be Spencer Whitlow. What does that have to do with anything? A character named Spencer Whitlow is, well, was the villain of a long-forgotten romantic novel. Oh, really? I'd like to read it. I don't know if you could ever find the copy. But I can give you a chance to rewrite it. I don't understand. You see, I have a patient, a rather attractive woman, who, for reasons of her own, thinks she is being possessed by the spirit of the heroine of this novel. Really? Why? In the novel, Spencer betrays her. And then he kills her. That's a villainous thing to do. And now, my patient is obsessed by the spirit of the heroine and is seeking Spencer in order to have her revenge. What sort of revenge? She wants to kill him. Murder? That is the situation. I really have no right to ask you to do anything. When she is in the grip of one of these spells or illusions, call them whatever you will, she can be quite dangerous. Could you help her? How? By being Spencer Wicklow. But I am Spencer Wicklow. I mean, the Spencer Whitlow of the book. I don't think I understand. The next time she's possessed, we'll bring her to you. To me? You see, she wants to kill you. And you mean to let her do it? Oh, no, no, no. Of course not. But why does she want to kill Spencer Whitlow? Well, as you, as you told it, because he killed her. Why did he kill her? Because he had jilted her, he didn't want to marry her. But suppose he gives her no reason to kill him, no reason to hate him. Suppose he agrees to marry her. You want me to marry this lady? I, I'm not just, sure just, I... just agree to it. But isn't that the same I as... Agree in the character of the Spencer Wicklow of the novel. Oh. And when she comes here, she will be the Tabitha of the novel. You will be the Spencer. And when she confronts you to demand that you keep your promise... Just say, yes, Tabitha, yes. I will marry you. And then? Yes, Doctor? And then? That will break the spell. The demon that is destroying her will be exorcised. And she will resume her normal life, free of fear. Will you cooperate? I know I don't have the right to ask. Actually, I couldn't blame you if you were to say, Doctor, if this woman threatens my life regardless of her motives or her mental state, I'll have her arrested. You know what?
6: This is an adventure.
1: i never in my life ever had an adventure. <laughs> Hello? Yes, Miss Travis. I think it's starting.
5: Whatever it is i I think it's starting. I'm on my way. Try to keep her there as long as you can. <laughs> Miss Travis.
1: Out of my way, Grandpa. What did you do to my nurse? We had an argument. She lost. Miss Travis. are you all right? She's all right. I didn't hit her that hard. Now get out of my way. Where are you going? None of your business. Get out of my way. You see this pistol? This time it isn't loaded. It makes a good club. Now stand aside. How do you expect to find him? Find who? You know who? Spencer Whitlow. I'll find him. I could help you find him. Do you know where he is? Yes. But take me there. And I promise you you won't be sorry. Let me have the pistol. No. Then we don't go. Take it. I can kill him with my bare hands. You'd better be here. You will be. How do I know this isn't a trick on his part? He'll shoot me as I walk in. Trust me. My head hurts. I can't even think anymore. But I still know enough to kill him. Hello? Come in. Come in, you spy. Informer. I, I didn't do anything. You turned me over to the judge. No, I didn't. Why would I do that? So you could marry her. She's got all that money. Why is she better than me? She... She not believe me. She isn't. But you're going to marry her. No, no. No, I'm not. Don't lie to me. You've done nothing but lie to me since that cursed day we met. Well, you're not going to kill me. Not this time. Why? Well, I want to kill you. Because you know you can only marry her over my dead body. Uh,
5: uh, Tell her, Spencer.
1: Tell her. Tell her. Oh, yes. Uh, Tabitha? I don't want to marry her. You're lying again. No, I want to marry you. I'll kill you first. What did you say? I want to marry you, Tabitha. I love you. You love me? Spencer. This is the first time you you ever said you love me. Is it? Oh, Spencer, I never knew you loved me. I wanted you to say it. Oh, oh, how I wanted you to say it. Say it again, Spencer. I. I love you. Doctor? Yes? What. Where... What? Where are we? What are we doing here?
2: Are you all right?
1: Yes, of course. I'm perfectly all right. Good. As a matter of fact, I never felt better in my life. Who is this this gentleman? This is Mr. Spencer Whitlow.
2: Oh.
1: It seems that Mr. Spencer Whitlow and Miss Tabitha of the novel have straightened out their problems. Have they? And I believe this will be the last we will ever hear of them. Yes, good riddance. It was really a very silly book. I'm very glad to meet you, Miss... Tabitha. How do you do? May I offer you a drink? Oh, I don't indulge in... Oh, neither do I. A a soft drink, of course. Well, thank you. Doctor? Would you excuse me? I'm sure I have a waiting room filled with patients. At this hour of the night? Who knows when the telephone will ring? Uh, yes, yes. That's true. But I'm very sure that the next time it does, it won't be you at the other end. Good night. Good night. Yes, Doctor. Good
2: night.
1: His phone rings, and as they say sometimes, it seems to be ringing off the wall. But it's never Tabitha. She has evidently exorcised her demon. What did happen? Was there a future for Tabitha and Spencer? Probably. Nature always takes its course, especially when we chart it for her. I shall chart my return shortly. Here's how to tell Skyhawk, the new smaller Buick, with your eyes closed. The doors, for instance, sound like this. Unless you get the sedan, then it's like this. Similarly, the hood and the trunk shut with a
5: satisfyingly solid... The new Skyhawk, you see, is very precisely built and inspected hundreds of times in hundreds of places, so everything fits like. Excepting, of course, where people sit. There, the fit is more like. Ah. The new Buick Skyhawk. Everything fits
1: beautifully, including you. That's nice. Lots of friends are dropping by, summer ponies in store. With picnic time and camping time, it's country time, for sure. Before you all get thirsty, here's a ticket shipping made. Get
3: drink that tastes like good old-fashioned lemonade. Country time, country
4: time. With lots of hot weather, barbecues, and picnics in it, get down to your store for plenty of country time
3: lemonade-flavored drinks. Taste like good old-fashioned lemonade. If you've been putting money aside, you can almost see inflation eroding its buying power. Unless it's earning high interest rates or substantial dividends. And right now, thanks to Dreyfus Liquid Assets, even a small investment can profit from the currently high interest rates with complete cash availability. Think of your Dreyfus Liquid Assets account as an income-earning investment with free checking privileges. Privileges that allow you to pay bills and still earn money till the check's clear. You can even withdraw all or part of your cash by phone. There's never a penalty, never a sales or withdrawal charge. To get all the details, call toll-free 800-228-5000 for a simple, no-jargon information booklet and a prospectus including management fee, charges, and expenses. Find out how Dreyfus Liquid Assets helps you get the lion's share from today's high interest rates. Read the prospectus carefully before you invest. 800-228-5000. No charge for the call. 800-228-5000. Call now.
1: What happens to them? To all those characters from novels and plays? Do they live on past the last page, the final curtain? You know they do. Isn't Scrooge still alive? And Huck Finn? And Sherlock Holmes? Don't they have greater reality than people we see all around us on the street? Anyone we've encountered, whether it be in fiction or in life, has made an impact on our psyche, for better or for worse. But always, forever. Our cast included Kim Hunter, Bernard Grant, Carol Tytel, and Louis Turenne. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. This is Tommy Grimes inviting you to return to our mystery theater for another adventure in the macabre. Until next time,
6: pleasant dreams.
5: ...of diseases. They say the region-by-region variations may offer important insights into the diseases. Now this.
1: The CBS Radio Mystery Theater presents... Mystery fans have often speculated on how the world's greatest detective, Sherlock Holmes, would have fared against 20th century criminals. Sir Arthur Conan Doyle has told us that Holmes lived up to, and possibly through, World War I, and then retired. And now, for the listening delight of our Mystery Theater audience, we present a story which brings Holmes out of retirement to attempt the solution of a baffling and perilous crime.
4: Hello?
6: Mr. Sherlock Holmes.
3: Yes? Go
6: back to your bees and your roses in Sussex, old man.
3: I intend to. After I bring this case to a successful conclusion. You're
6: in over your head, Holmes. This is a different world. And if you want to smell your roses again,
2: you'll quit right now.
1: The mystery drama, The Naval Treaty, was written especially for the Mystery Theatre by Murray Burnett and stars Gordon Gould.
4: I'll be back shortly with Act One. Wednesday on CBS Television. For Annie Potts, it's Insecurity. When her boss picks her to replace him, the rest of the security staff rallies around her. I'll kill if he picks you. Well, she throws a party to show her appreciation, but things don't work out quite as she planned. Well, he
6: said he was
1: sorry he couldn't make it. He's at home converting our den into a garage.
4: It's a guaranteed good time when you tune in to the rollicking comedy Insecurity. Wednesday at 8.30, 7.30 Central and Mountain on CBS Television. For over three-quarters of a century,
5: Buick has enjoyed a reputation for having fine, luxurious cars. We're very proud of that. It's a reputation that grows every year. 1982 was no exception. There was the introduction of the new century and the small Buick Skyhawk. And while each Buick lives up to the name, there are refinements and improvements on everything from the full-size Electra down the line. You see, the Buick reputation isn't just something we ride on.
3: It's something we build on. They say their product is the highest quality.
1: But how can I be sure? Well,
3: they say it's a great value.
1: Well, how will I know until I try it and then it'll be too late?
3: Well, there is another way. A way to stop buying blind and start buying smart. Read Consumer Reports. Consumer Reports tests and rates thousands of things you shop for. Foods, home care products, appliances, automobiles, and much more. Millions of Americans read Consumer Reports magazine every month for reliable brand name ratings.
1: Oh, Consumer Reports, of course. My neighbor's been subscribing for years.
3: Now you can, too. Just phone toll-free 1-800-528-6600 for 11 issues of Consumer Reports, plus the big 1982 buying guide, plus the 1983 buying guide when published, plus the 383-page health and drugs guidebook. All that usually costs $29, but now it's only $14. Call right away.
0: Was that one 800
3: 528 Right. 1-800-528-6600. do not get taken. Get Consumer Reports.
1: Retirement is a much-discussed topic today. At what age should a person retire? Opinions vary. But facts don't lie. Winston Churchill was in his 70s when he led England through World War II. Thomas Edison was advisor and consultant to the United States Navy during World War I when he was 75 years old. And Casey Stengel led the New York Yankees to four straight World Series triumphs when he was in his 70s. It seems that the answer to the question depends on the individual. And Dr. Watson would agree with me.
6: Holmes! Watson, my dear old friend. It's a delight to see you after so many years. Come in, come in. Oh, thank you, thank
5: you.
6: Did you enjoy your nap on the train? Holmes, how in the
1: world did you know I napped? (laughs) (laughs) Simplicity itself, my dear chap. Tell me, was the cushion you used as a headrest comfortable? No, Holmes, this is too much. You must have spoken to someone who travelled with me. Watson, we've been separated far too long. Now, you're a man who is always meticulously groomed. Yet I perceive that the hair on the right side of your head is disarranged and indented. There are also a few red threads which are certainly not your hair. Now, since I know you came down on the Brighton Bell, first class, you leaned your head against the window. Probably finding that uncomfortable, you took one of the red velvet cushions... And use that as a headrest. Right? Amazing. Elementary, Watson. Uh, you know, Holmes, I'm, I'm very glad to see that you're the old Holmes, as brilliant and as alert as ever. You expected to find a doddling old man? Come now, Watson. All you had to do was look in the mirror. You're hale and hearty enough. Now, why the haste? Uh, you remember uh, Sanford Phelps? Your old schoolmate, Sandy? Of course. Is he in some kind of trouble? No, no, not he. But his son is in a frightful mess. His whole career at the Foreign Office is going down the drain. Uh, Sandy is desperate. Scotland Yard and even MI five are completely baffled. Uh, Sandy asked me to see you and ask you to give him a hand. I'm enjoying my retirement, Watson. But if you'd like me to undertake this task, I'm
6: your man. Now, Watson, you
1: said something about a letter which you were going to show me. There may be no need for it now, Holmes. It was to be my last resort in the event that to refuse to help me. Nevertheless, I'd like to look at it. Well, it's uh, very pathetic, Holmes. you read how the young man asks over and over for your help.
6: Hmm. It's only a brief note from your old school chum, but a whole long epistle from young Percy Phelps. It doesn't tell us very much, does it? Hardly anything.
3: As I give it back to you, you might note the handwriting. It holds some interest.
1: The the, the, the writing isn't his.
3: Excellent, Watson. It is a woman's.
1: No,
6: Holmes, this hand is surely that of a man. No, a woman's. And a woman of rare character. Watson, my interest is already sharpened
1: in the case. I'm looking forward to seeing this young diplomat who is in such devilish streets...
3: And the lady to whom he dictates his letters.
6: Mr. Holmes and Mr. Watson, I'm so glad you've come. Percy has been asking for you all morning, The poor chap clings to any straw. His father and mother asked me to see you for the mere mention of the subject is very painful to them. We've had no details
1: yet, but I see that you yourself are not a member of the family.
6: What? Oh, oh. (laughs) Yes, you saw the J.H. monogram on my shirt. Of course. For a moment, I thought you'd done something extremely clever. Uh, Joseph Harrison is my name. And as Percy is to marry my sister Anne, I shall at least be a relation by marriage. I see. You'll find my sister in his room. She has nursed him day and night these past three weeks. Perhaps we'd better go in at once. I know how impatient he is step this way oh mr holmes and mr watson i should recognize you two anyway i do hope you can help me
3: we shall try
6: i'll leave then
1: shall i go also percy
6: oh no no Anne. i want you to stay if you can bear to hear the whole thing over again
1: well i can bear anything anything that will help
6: I suppose I'd better start at the beginning, Mr. Holmes. It would save time in the long run. Well, Watson may have told you I'm in the Foreign Office. Through the influence of my uncle, Lord Holdhurst, I rose rapidly. When my uncle became Foreign Minister, prospects looked even brighter. I became engaged to my lovely Anne here, and three weeks ago... I'll never forget the date. The 23rd of May. My uncle called me into his office. I can recall every word of that conversation... Every detail, Percy, my boy, you've handled every matter I've entrusted
1: to you with the utmost discretion, but this is by far the most important matter you've yet to deal with. This is an agreement between our country, and you will see the name of the other country when you copy the document. The agreement would never leave my office if it weren't absolutely necessary to be copied. I regret to say that some rumors have already leaked to the press. You have a safe in your office? Oh, yes, sir. Then take the agreement and lock it up inside there. You may have to work late tonight. I want no one in the office while you're doing the copying. Understood?
6: I do. I cannot risk anyone catching a glimpse of it. I understand. Now, when you have... Finish copying replace
1: both the original and the copy in the safe, and hand them both over to me personally Tomorrow morning, yes sir. Then
3: you may lock them in your safe now. I shan't rest easy until the original and your copy are back
6: in my possession. so Mr. Holmes, I took the document. I did exactly as my uncle instructed. When the others had all gone, I took the document from the safe and began work. Without going into details, I saw at once that it was of such importance that at least three of the large powers would have paid fortunes to get their hands on it. I worked as quickly as I could, but it contained 26 separate articles, and by nine o'clock I was feeling tired. A cup of coffee would help, So I rang the bell for the night watchman who has a little room at the foot of the stairs and and makes coffee for any of us who work overtime. Is that the only bell in your office? No, there are a number of them to different offices. But I rang the night watchman's bell. To my surprise, it was a woman who came to my office. You
1: rang, sir?
6: Oh, where's the night watchman?
1: He's not too well, sir. So I climbed the stairs for him. And who are you? Well, I'm his wife, sir. And I'm also one of the cleaning women. Is there anything you want?
6: Well, yes. I'd like some coffee, please.
1: Well, I'll see to it that my Sam gets it for you, sir.
6: And that was the last I saw of her, Mr. Holmes. Until much later. You had never seen this woman before? Oh, never. Interesting. Proceed. What happened with the coffee? Nothing. I continued to work until, feeling more tired than ever, I decided to go down myself and see what was keeping the night watchman. So I descended the stairs, passing the landing where another set of stairs runs at right angles to the main curving staircase. Leading to where? A side door opening on Charles Street. Uh Ah? This door is kept locked, and only a few of us have a key. You have one? Yes, but I rarely use it. Oh, Mr. Holmes. If only I hadn't gone down for that stupid coffee. I I should have stayed in my office. I should have stayed and finished. I should have stayed or... Or I I should have taken more care. Go on. You were on the stairs on your way to the office of the night watchman. Wake up, man. Wake up. The coffee's boiling over. No. What? Oh, I... Mr. Phelps, sir, I'm sorry. I was boiling the kettle and I must have dozed off. Dozed? You were dead to the world. If you are here, sir, then who's ringing the bell? The bell? What bell is it? The bell in the room you were working in. Your room, sir. Mr. Holmes, a cold hand seemed to close around my heart. I ran like a madman up the stairs. The watchman following me. Well, there was no one in the corridor, no one in the room. Everything was exactly as I left it, except that only the copy I was writing remained. The original trade agreement had vanished. A most intriguing problem. What did you do then? I think I literally went berserk. I was convinced, because such a short time had elapsed, that energetic action on my part would recover the document... I raced downstairs and out to the side door to Charles Street. I knew the thief must have used the side stairs, else I surely would have seen him. You
1: said that door was always kept locked. It was open. I presume you told that to Scotland Yard.
6: Oh, I I don't know. I I think so. I must have. And what did they make of it? Nothing. Mm. Go on. It was a warm spring rain falling, and Charles Street was deserted. But when I rounded the corner into Whitehall Street, oh, there was plenty of bustle. I saw a constable standing on the corner, and I asked him if anyone had passed that way. He replied that he'd been standing there for 15 minutes and that only one woman had passed, tall and elderly, wearing a paisley shawl. As we stood there, I heard the nearby church tower strike three times. I'd forgotten the watchman had followed me, but had been unable to keep up with me.
2: Mr. Phillips! Mr. Phillips!
6: We must go the other way. The woman who the constable saw pass this way was my wife. The constable said she seemed to be in a great hurry. She wants to get home, out of the rain. Oh, I I suppose that could be. You're only wasting your time, sir. Every minute counts. Take my word, my old woman has nothing to do with it. Let's move down to the other end of the street. wait, wait, I must think. If you won't, I will. Hold on there. Where, Where do you live? 16 Ivy Lane, Brixton. But don't let yourself be drawn away on a false scent. Come with me to the other end of the straits. I was obsessed with the thought of retrieving the document. But I allowed him to persuade me. We found nothing. We returned to my office, searched together. Again, nothing. But you did visit the watchman's home. Well, after our search proved fruitless, we took a cab and reached his home in Brixton... Imagine my surprise to find his wife was not there yet. Well, he had no explanation. Then when we heard a key turning the lock and the front door opening, that's when I think I made my mistake. I I let him go to the door. Sarah, there's a gentleman waiting to see you. If it isn't Mr.
1: Phelps, what are you doing here?
6: I I think you stole a paper from my office. And I'm calling Scotland Yard. (laughs) And did you stay with her and her husband until the man came from the yard? Yes, Mr. Holmes. She was under my eye all the time until they took her to the yard and searched her. And found nothing? And nothing on her husband, or anywhere in the kitchen either. Oh, that's when the full extent of the nightmare hit, and that was when I collapsed.
1: If it's any help to you, Mr. Holmes, Percy was brought here directly in, in an ambulance... I I was so concerned that I wouldn't allow them to take Percy to his bedroom, but insisted that Joseph vacate this room at once. And my poor brother has been in an upstairs sitting room ever since.
6: Oh, tell me, please, Mr. Holmes, do you see any hope? Darling, you must remember that Mr. Holmes
1: has been inactive for some years now, and times have changed. The best minds at Scotland Yard and military intelligence have been baffled. Yes, but that's just the kind of case where Holmes succeeds, Miss Harrison. That's why Percy's father asked me to get in touch with him. Thank you, Watson, for the vote of confidence. But there are a few dark corners here that will have to be illuminated before I can answer Percy's question. Do you believe that time has passed our old hero by? That the powers of Sherlock Holmes, the pure deductive reasoning, the microscope and the encyclopedic knowledge are no match for the more modern criminals? Whichever side you choose, and I caution you, it's not a sure thing. You'll find the answers coming up shortly in Act Two.
5: Right now, independently owned True Value Hardware stores are celebrating American independence by offering special values on True Test paints during True Test anniversary paint days. Hi, Pat Summerall to say, until July 11th, Weatherall Latex Flat House Paint in 26 colors black and white is just 11.98 a gallon with custom colors slightly higher and gives siding, shutters and trim all season protection with new Weatherall Satin or Gloss finish both value priced exclusively at participating True Value Hardware stores and Home Centers hotel coupon and discount offers are confusing and limited that's why the world's largest lodging chain invites you to call best Western before you call anyone else chances are you'll find the best western just where you need it most at a price you'll want to pay no strings attached.
2: Oh, one, eight, one, six, five, two,
0: When you turn on the 11 o'clock news tonight, you'd like to think that what you're watching is the best newscast in Detroit. Especially if it's the only newscast you've had a chance to watch all day. You want reporters who'll give you the best possible coverage of news, weather, and sports. Reports that are up-to-date, exacting, uncompromising. News 4 tonight at 11 gives you just that. But not only just that. It gives you special features and reports that gives it an edge over other newscasts. Information that could translate into an added edge for you. A consumer tip that might alter your shopping list. A warning about that latest Hollywood blockbuster destined to bomb at the box office. It's this kind of complete reporting that qualifies News 4 at 11 as the best late-night newscast you can watch in Detroit. And it's this kind of reporting that won it this year's Emmy Award for Excellence. So tonight, don't settle for anything less than the award winner. News 4 tonight at 11. Thousands have already switched. Now the one we want is you.
1: It's exciting to have our old friends Sherlock Holmes and Dr. Watson with us once again. With Holmes faced with solving a puzzle that appears to be insoluble. Does Holmes retain his old skills? Certainly Watson believes he's as keen as ever. But there are doubters. Time takes its toll of all of us. Let us rejoin Holmes and Watson as they stroll back to Percy Phelps' sick room in the lovely Phelps' house. You do have some ideas, Holmes. You, you you, you, see some way to clear up Percy Phelps. I'd say, Watson, that at the moment we're equidistant between failure and success. But let's go in now and see if a little refreshment has strengthened Percy Phelps. Well, Miss Harrison, I must say the patient's color is much better. A beef tea works wonders.
6: And so does Sherlock Holmes. There is one question of utmost importance that remains to be answered. Did you tell anyone that you had this special task to perform? Oh, no one. And I'm sure the yard went into the night watchman's background. Oh, yes. Um, He's an old soldier. I believe he was in the Coldstream Guards. Mr.
1: Phelps, I've been noticing. Your roses are lovely. The moss rose in particular. We know that roses are your speciality, Mr. Holmes. But Percy was hoping for something on the mystery which will ruin him. Do you see any clue? You've furnished me with several. But, of course, I must test them before I can evaluate them. You suspect someone? I suspect myself. What? Of coming to conclusions too rapidly. Then go to London and test your conclusions. Excellent advice. Watson, come along. And, Miss Harrison, I see what excellent nursing care you've given Mr. Phelps. May I urge that you continue it? I need no urging,
2: Mr. Holmes.
1: Since I'm not offering you hope, I thought at least I'd give you... Advice. For the life of me, Holmes, I can't see where you found
2: several clues in Phelps recital. I couldn't find one. What's a-